Ah, good decisions and fewer regrets. Better decisions, fewer regrets. If this is your first time with us, this is a great uh, chance, opportunity for you to be with us because we're starting a brand new series. We like to kind of pick a topic, say everything that we know about it, and uh, it's like an extended message. It's like a really long message. So today is kind of the introduction um, to the message, to the really, really long message. And today is uh, the introduction to that. So if you're like, you know, is there more? Um, we're going to get to some really meat uh, in the weeks uh, following this as we go through this. But, um, you know, I was thinking about uh, the decisions in and uh, at my point in my life, I'm a, I, I would guess I'm three quarters of the way through my life. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what God has planned for me. I'm hoping I don't make it to 100. I, I'm thinking 80. Anything past 70 is gravy, I'm thinking. So um, if, I get it, if I get to the gravy, that's, that's all I can ask for. But um, so, you know, if that's the case, then I'm three quarters of the way through. But here's the thing. I, I think sometimes we think that, uh, you know, when I was younger and in my 20s and, and stuff, you're, you're, you're thinking, ah, you know, you know, these adults, they're all saying, yeah, you know, you, you need to make good choices. You need to make good decisions. And, and, and they're all so serious about it. And, and I've got time. I got, I got so much time. And, and, uh, and, and, and I don't even think that it, it, it's going to apply to me. I think, you know what, I, I think that I can, I can just randomly make decisions and that there's not going to be a, you know, in the future, there's not going to be anything that's going to come about because of these decisions. I, I, I don't see that. And even if there is, even if there's something, you know, and I make a bad decision, and I know it's a bad decision, I think I can get around it. But even if I can't get around it, time's on my side. And I can get, I, uh, you know, I can get past it. And, and now um, that I'm at this age, I'm like, how did I get here so fast? How did I get here so fast? And and, and, and the time that I thought that I had, now, you know, back then it was like, I've got so much time, and now I'm looking, I'm like, how much time do I have left? I don't think I have enough time left. And, and those decisions that, that back then seemed like, eh, you know, maybe it's not so important to, to pay, really pay attention to making good decisions, you know, maybe I should have paid attention. Maybe I should, you know, that those decisions are, are really big, and they didn't seem all that big, and it seemed like you got plenty of time to recover and, and come back around, and now it's like, whew, those, those, are, those are big decisions, and they impact. In fact, decisions that we make, I'm just telling you, they're powerful, powerful, powerful. They're so powerful. In fact, they last for generations. The decisions that you make right now can have generational change, can change the entire trajectory of your family tree for generations to come. To give you an example of that, I want to share with you a, a, a story from my grandfather. And my grandfather, his dad, so my great-great-grandfather, uh, took over a homestead south of Roscoe and uh, my grandfather was one of 13 children and, uh, and grew up there on a farm. And, uh, and then when he was an adult, um, he, he made it uh, through eighth grade. Um, and, 
And my, my grandma asked him, and he made this decision when he was an adult to place his faith in Jesus Christ. He made that decision. And, uh, and my grandma asked him if he would write his testimony down, and so he did. So I get to read it for you. So this is his handwriting, by the way. Maybe. There it is. This is his handwriting. Looks like eighth grade handwriting to me. When did you accept Christ in your life? The seed was sown through Brother Nick Jansen and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> so the preacher and the Holy Spirit. The preacher and the Holy Spirit, they dealt with me at evangelistic meetings held at Roscoe, Nebraska in the spring of 1934. One night at my bedside, the Lord and I knelt and I asked him to come into my life. As I was most, and I don't know if he intentionally put most right there, I was most miserable alone. And oh, the joy that filled my soul. Since then, I could read the Bible, and the Spirit helped me to understand what I was reading. Harry J. Most. That decision, it changed the trajectory of his family tree, my father, his son, it changed the trajectory of his family tree. He had eight children, I'm the youngest of eight, it changed the trajectory of all eight of, our, of, of, of my brothers and sister. It has changed the trajectory of my family. And my children, one decision, and my grandpa never got to meet any of my children. He died when I was in junior high. But that decision changed our family tree forever. I'm just telling you, the, the power of decisions, they're, they're generational. They're, they're so, so powerful. And so, with the power that it, that it comes with, it would be helpful if there was a grid, if there, were, if there were some kind of a grid that would help us consistently make good decisions. Because there's some things that are working against us. I don't know if you felt this, but when you, you live enough life, there's some things that are working against us from making good decisions. And so, yeah, we might, we might string together a few good decisions, but then all of a sudden we, we string together a whole bunch of really bad decisions. And so, is there, if there was a grid that we could, we could run these decisions through, and if there was a way that, uh, a systematic way that we could make decisions that consistently we could string together back to back to back to back to back to back to back, to back for years, for, for decades, Good, solid decisions. <laughs> I mean, come on. What difference would that make for you and your family, and for your children, 
and your grandchildren and the children that are coming in your family tree that you will never meet because you will be gone. Just telling you. See, decisions, they have generational consequences. Generational consequences. And, and I know some of the pushback. Some of the pushback is, Eric, it's my life. It's my life. And, and I'm the only one who's impacted by my decisions. And that's not true, is it? I mean, we know that. All of you, you have been impacted by other people's decisions, and other people are impacted by your decisions. See, you're not the only one impacted by your decisions. Those closest around you are certainly impacted by your decisions. So there's a verse that I think is so helpful as we kind of introduce this topic and kind of get rolling in it. And I just want to I want to roll around in this verse for a while. In fact, I would love it if you would memorize over this next week, if you would memorize this verse, if you would just open up Proverbs and open up your Bibles to Proverbs 27, 12, and you would memorize this verse this next week. I'm just telling you, this verse is so powerful. Proverbs 27, 12. It says that a prudent person foresees danger and takes precautions. A prudent person. Well, what's a prudent person? A, a prudent person, the prudence is the ability to govern and discipline oneself by the use of reason. So much of the decisions that we are making right now in our nation and in our culture has everything to do with feeling and nothing to do with reason. We just go with whatever we feel that day, and that's what we do. And it has nothing really to do with reason. And prudence is the ability to govern and discipline oneself. And oh, those are two things that are really hard, isn't it? To govern yourself and discipline yourself by the use of reason. I'm going to think it through before I do it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use wisdom. A, a prudent person foresees danger. In other words, they're looking. They're, they're, they're looking out beyond, you know, just today and how I'm feeling today. I'm looking into the future. I, I'm looking out another generation away. How's this going to impact them? I'm looking, how's this going to impact my, my spouse? How, how's this going to impact my children? How's this going to impact my grandchildren? How's this going to impact my family tree? How's this going to impact way down the road? And I'm foreseeing things. I'm looking out as far as I can see. Because I understand that today's decisions will show up in the future. That's what a prudent person understands. A wise person understands that life is connected. And these series of, of millions of decisions that I'm making right now are going to show up in my future. That it's connected, and, I, and a prudent person connects those dots. He foresees danger. He's looking out for it, and then takes precautions. He's going to do something about it. He's going to take some action. She's going to take some action. You're not going to just look out there and say, ooh, I should do something about that. Nah. Not today. 
not tomorrow, maybe someday. I'm not going to do anything about it. The, the, the prudent person, he, he's looking for it and then actually does something about it. The simpleton or the foolish person or the naive person, the simpleton goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. In other words, they, they go blindly on. In other words, they don't think that the decisions that I'm making today have any bearing on the future. I mean, the decision, and, and if I would think about it, if I would actually think about it, or in other words, if I would reason, then I would say, well, certainly it's going to show up. But see, a simpleton doesn't do that. They don't take the time to actually connect the dots. They, they don't think that today has anything to do with tomorrow, that somehow or another it's just going to work itself out, and, and I don't know how it's going to be okay, but somehow or another the decisions that I make today aren't going to impact tomorrow. That I can make foolish decisions today, and, and if I was to reason, I would even tell you what I'm doing right now is foolish. But I don't care. I don't care. I want to do it. Makes me happy. Makes me happy right now. Makes me feel a certain way right now. Do you think that's going to be wise into your future? Well, certainly not. But see, I don't care. See, they don't, they don't make the connections. They don't, they don't connect those dots that today's decisions have bearing and consequences for tomorrow. And so they just go blindly on. And harvest is coming. Harvest is coming. And they suffer with the consequences. And all of us, come on, all of us have been guilty of this. You live enough life, I'm just telling you, we're guilty of that. And so, if, if we could get to the top half of this verse and say, man, how, how, how do I become a prudent person? How do I become a wise person? How, how do I become someone who consistently makes Good decisions. How do I become someone who can back up and, and, and foresee as far as I can see and, and reason and think about the decisions that I'm making before I just blindly go on and, and, and before I, I, I base a decision on emotion or feeling? And then I'm going to take some precautions. I'm going to make a decision that will set me up for a preferred future. See, <laughs> your decisions, they determine the story of your life. They determine the story of your life. The, the, the millions of decisions that you make, they, they, they determine the story of your life. And if you don't like the story of your life at this point, I got great news for you. You can decide right now to begin to make different decisions. You can decide right now to place your faith in Jesus Christ to say, you know what, enough of this. My family, 
We are going to go to church. My family, we are going to not only go to church, but we're going to be involved and we are going to pursue Christ and we are going to head in that direction. And I'm just telling you, if you make that decision, it will have generational change. It will have generational consequence. And it will change your story. It will certainly change your story. So if, if you're making decisions that, are, that have you know, made your story maybe go sideways, I'm just telling you, you can begin to make decisions that will rewrite the, the rest of your story. Because your decisions determine the quality and the direction of your life. And there are so many times as, as I look back of, of things that, that, that for the rest of my days I will kick myself. Even though I shouldn't, I will. And, 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 and when I think about it, I just... I have to immerse myself in God's grace and remind myself that God is gracious and I'm so thankful and grateful for God's graciousness, but I'll probably still kick myself because there's some regrets. As I look back and as fast as life is gone and thinking and, and so foolishly so that I have so much time in front of me, so much time in front of me, so much time in front of me, and all of a sudden you wake up one day and you're like, where'd the time go? And now I don't know if I have enough time left to rewrite the story that I want to be told. Your decisions determine the quality, the direction of your life. So, if there is a grid, if there is a grid that I could be made aware of that would help me make consistent, good, solid decisions, I want to know what that grid is. And, and over the next five weeks, that's what we're going to be talking about, is different, uh, these, these, these different questions that, uh, that, that, you know, will help us make good decisions. So kind of a sidebar to this, parents... Parents, I would love for you to be more interested in teaching your children how to make good decisions rather than making their decisions for them. Teach your children how to make good decisions. Don't just make all their decisions for them. And, and my parents, I don't know if they intentionally um, did this, or if I was just the eighth child, and by then they were so wore out, they were just like, whatever, you know? You decide. You decide. But they, 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 they did a great job for me of teaching me how to make good decisions. And you make good decisions by asking good questions. Good questions lead to better decisions. If you ask yourself good questions or you ask your teenagers good questions, the, the, the answers become really obvious, right? See, if you ask, and here's what I would love for you to do, and it's so easy and yet it's so incredibly hard, is to ask 
good questions and then answer honestly. Ooh, that's the part that's really tough right there. Because we are all salesmen and, and we're salesmen to ourselves. We know the right answer. We know the honest answer and yet we, dis, we, we sell ourselves, we deceive ourselves into what we think we would rather have, even though we know honestly what the answer is. So we're going to work on this one next few weeks. And then, once you know this, you got to act on it. And, and depending on what your temperament is, sometimes it's hard for you to make a decision. <laughs> like, you analyze it way too much. I mean, at some point, you got to act, right? I mean, you got to make a decision. you got, you got to go. And maybe for us Reds, we need to an answer maybe a little more honestly before we act. Because isn't it true, on the backside of a bad decision, what do we say? I should have asked more or what? Better questions. I should have asked more or better questions. I remember, uh, you know, my, my children... They would want to go someplace, and, and, uh, and, and they were like, hey, can, can I go to this thing? And I'm like, can you take Jesus with you? Or should you just leave him at home? I, well, uh, well. See, I didn't need to make their decision for them. I just needed to ask a good question. And... And, and then asking the good question made it pretty obvious for them to come to their own conclusion. You see? And, and, and for them to go, no, I, I probably should leave Jesus at home for this one. You think that's the wise thing to do? Mm, no, probably not the wise thing to do. All right, well, you decide then. See? Teach your children how to make their own decisions rather than just making their decision for them. And that helps them actually see the why behind the what. Asking great decisions, timely decisions, is invaluable to making good, solid, consistent Decisions. So over these next five weeks, um, we're going to be looking at five questions to ask that will help us make better decisions. Because the decisions that you make will set you up, will set your spouse up, will set you, will, 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 it'll set your children up. It will set your grandchildren up, and yes, they have free will, and yes, they may go off the rails, and yes, they may go sideways, but overall, it's going to set up for you future generations that will be a blessing to them. Because see, for some of you, you have experienced generational decisions that have been a blessing to you, haven't you? 
Some of you had grandparents like, like I had, and, and they made decisions that, sh- that, that, that I'm telling you what, you are still feeling the blessing of those decisions. You, you are feeling the blessing of maybe a grandfather or maybe a father who, who put the bottle down instead of numbing himself with it, who, who got clean, stayed that way, who, who broke chains, who broke generational chain, chains in their, in their life. Others of you have stuff from your background where maybe mom didn't stay. Maybe dad didn't stay clean. Maybe those decisions weren't great decisions. And you have been affected by it. And you have the power to make a generational decision right now to break those chains. That for you, you would say, no, no, no. You know what? The alcohol that runs in our family in generation after generation after generation after generation, it stops with me. It stops right here. I'm not going to continue to pass it on. And the drug use and the, and the porn and, 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 the misuse, and the mistreatment of, 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 the, of the women in our, in, our, uh, in our household, it ends here. We're not going to do it that way. And the dishonesty, and it, it ends here. There's so many chains that you have the decision to break. And I'm just telling you, is it easy? <laughs> oh, my word. No, 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 it's not easy. Every single day. It's a struggle to continue to keep that chain broken. But the prudent person foresees danger. The prudent person, not only are they looking forward, but they're looking past in the past saying, you know what, my family, generationally we have, we have had sin that has just passed on generation to generation to generation by the decisions of my ancestors, and it's going to stop right here. I'm not passing this on to my children, to future generations. I'm just not. I'm going to break it right here. And you have the opportunity to set up your family tree with a ginormous blessing, a blessing of peace, a blessing of relationship, a blessing of your time, the blessing of your resources, and it all comes back to making decision after right decision after right decision after right decision. So if there's some questions that we could ask that would help us, we should ask those questions. And over the next five weeks, that is what we're going to look at. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, 
Thank you so much that uh, you are gracious to us. You do give us so much grace because you, you know better than anyone else because you created us. And you know better than anyone else what the fall has done to us and what our pride does to us. And, and so you know that we're going to put it in the ditch. You know that we're going to make some decisions that are going to lead to regret. And you choose to love us. And you choose to, to get us back up again and say, okay, let's go. Let's go again. Let's, let's start this day with some good decisions. So, Father, I pray that whether people are in the room or they're watching online or maybe they'll watch this later on, I pray, God, that right now you would work in their heart and soften it, that they would be honest, God, that you would give them courage if there's some chains that need to be broken, and maybe the friends they're hanging out with aren't going to help them break that chain, and their family certainly isn't going to help them break that chain, and it's going to be so hard. I just pray that you would, you would infuse in them the courage to make decisions that would break those chains and would bring a blessing to future generations. Father, I pray for that, and I pray for the grace for the times that we don't make those good decisions. May we be a church, God, that walks with people and just and mentors them towards making good, solid decisions consistently that reflect your nature and your character. Pray for that. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Eric, that was an exciting message. Uh, I wish I'd heard it when I was about 15 or 16. But <laughs> Would you have listened to it? Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Proverbs 27, 12. Yeah. Great verse. It says, a prudent person foresees danger. So, so let me know, how do you personally slow down and think things through before you make big decisions? Yeah. Well, um, at my age, it's usually at three o'clock in the morning. Oh, yeah. that's, that's the time when um, it really, uh, things are so quiet and I'm able to think and, uh, and those that's the time. I mean, as much as I don't like being up at 3 a.m., uh, um, who who I think really well at that time. And uh, so it's either that or while I'm driving. While yeah. I'm driving, I, I, man, the old uh, thinker is always, is always going. So how quickly do you catch yourself making a decision realizing you didn't think it through before you made the decision? What usually happens in that case? Well, usually my wife lets me know. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> um, you know, you know. I think that's one of the maybe the hardest things is admitting when you haven't made a good yeah, decision because sure. our pride is so deep and so wide, so thick um, that we don't want to admit um, when we have made a bad decision. But all of us make bad decisions, and so I think owning that uh, is actually, um, you know, if you're a man watching, that's. That's what a great man does, um, you know. 
a real, a real man, a real godly man, humbles himself and says, man, that, I, I bombed it there and I didn't make a good decision. And they own it. They own the fact they didn't make a good decision. And you also mentioned that parents play a huge role in this process. So, so how early in a child's uh, formative years should a parent begin training their kids in the art of decision-making? Yeah. You know, Barry, I think, I think the best answer to that, because I don't think you can say, well, once they turn this age, here's where you, know, here's where you do it. Because the maturity level of every child is different. You just pray for wisdom, and in the moment, God will give you the wisdom, I think, um, of knowing, you know what, here's a, here's a chance for me to not just control their, their decision-making, but actually involve them in making a decision and get them to make their own decision. That's what I love about teaching them how, that example that I gave, well, I didn't have to make their decision for them. I just asked some questions, and they and the answers to the questions brought them to their own decision. They, yeah, they yeah. knew what the, what the decision needed to be. I didn't have to make it for them. And so if your child makes their own decision, yeah. that's just way better than me just making it for them. And, once and if you do control them that way, man, as they get later into their teen year, years, woo, it's a little tough. And yeah. once they're out of the house be rough for a while. Well, that's good stuff. And so we're looking forward to the five questions that we're going to learn over the next few weeks. So join us as we continue in this series of better decisions, fewer regrets. Have a great week, Crossy.